Modern Fairies and Lonely Ladies podcast series two, episode five, Fairy and Other Transformations. Hello, I'm Faye Heald. And I'm Caroline Larrington. We've been talking a lot about modern fairies in the project, and we haven't said so much about Loathly Ladies. The Loathly Lady was a separate theme in one of the folders in the original series of stories that the artists had. The Loathly Lady is a hag who is really, if she wants to be, a beautiful woman. She encounters the knight in the forest and helps him solve a, a problem that he has. But the cost of that is he has to marry her. He doesn't really want to marry a hag, but if he manages to solve a particular question or problem that she puts to him, and the problem is making up his mind between two alternatives, and he needs to have the common sense to give the choice back to her, then the story can be resolved by her transforming from the hag into the beautiful woman that would be an ideal wife. So that's the original Loathly Lady story, but the artists weren't particularly interested in it, and nobody much except for Sarah took it up. We'll hear some of Sarah's Instagram poetry towards the end of this podcast. But the artist did find the theme of transformation in itself quite fascinating. Alongside discussing the materials Caroline supplied in the folders, the artists were encouraged to go off and find their own stories which touched on the fairy theme, like Ben's journey into World War II we heard about in the last episode. This sometimes meant wandering quite far afield, partly because of Jackie Morris's involvement in the early stages of the project, at a point where she was really interested in painting animals off the back of the Lost Words project. A thread about selkies began to emerge. Selkies are both a Scots word for a seal and a kind of magical people who live in the sea in selkie skins, but can remove them to become human on land. In many stories, a man captures a selkie bride by stealing her seal skin and forcing her to remain with him. But the selkie woman never forgets where she came from, and part of her is always longing to get back to the sea. Here's Lucy Farrell's song, Caught on a Line. The selkie theme became a point for a lot of discussion within the workshops, 
beginning with Lucy and Terry, and then bringing in many of the artists who then went on to make their own selkie works. Lucy wrote a round for a choir that she directs that exactly expresses the selkie woman's position. She's caught between sea and land, between home and her old family, and her new family, particularly her children. And in the round, we can hear the conflicting voices of the husband calling her back and her own voice declaring that she must and she will go. was Inga, Faye and Ewan singing Lucy's Round. Natalie made an animation in beautiful sea blue colours of a woman diving and twisting through the waves, somersaulting in and out of seal form, never resting in one shape, but always restlessly switching between forms, suggesting that there may be a way in which the Selkie woman can have both, her children and her life on land, and to swim with her people in the sea. Selkies the animal kind that is, not the magical creatures, sing amongst themselves, and humans can sing to them too. Inga talks about singing to the Selkies on Fair Isle one summer and drawing one of the seals in to the shore to listen to her. And Mary recalls when she was just a little girl seeing two women singing in the Selkies on a beach near Glasgow. You can hear their stories now. As a child, I would go down to the beach on Fair Isle and sing to the seals, which we know as Selkies, and they're known as Selkies um, in many of the coastal areas around the north of the UK. Um, and during this summer, I went back up to Fair Isle and thought I would try singing in the Selkies again. So I was up at the north end of the island where um, the bay is called the North Haven, um, and there were several seals in the bay and I started to sing this little melody which kind of goes like this. Ooh, 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 and so on. Um, and I got interest from the seals. Several, several of them came in closer to the surf and hung about and watched for a while. But there was one young female seal that was very interested and came right into the edge of the water. Uh, and I waded into the sea, um, just up to my ankles. And she stayed about maybe three or four metres away from me. She was very, very interested. And I continued to sing to her. Anyway, we stayed on the beach for another couple of hours, but she never left 
she stayed up just on the very edge of the sun and uh, followed me. If I went to the other end of the beach, she came and she followed me along there and then followed me back. And at one point I was singing away to this one selkie uh, and some people uh, that had moored from a yacht had moored down in the pier came round and were talking to my father who said, um, what is she doing? And my dad, in a very nonchalant, nonchalant fashion, just said, uh, she's just singing in the selkies. One of my earliest memories is when I was little, I grew up in Glasgow and we used to go down the water, it was called for our summer holidays and uh, Glasgow City would just empty in the fair fortnight and on the fair Friday we'd put on special trains from Glasgow Central and I remember going down and you're all excited and you'd get on the train and then you'd go either to Weems Bay or Gourock or Greenock or any of these and you'd go across to Rothsay or Danoon if you were very posh. Anyway, one summer, I don't know how we'd managed it, but we went to Danoon and it was exciting and it was wonderful and I was there and there was one day we were down the beach and I saw these two ladies and they were singing to Selkies. And what terrified the living daylights out of me was the Selkies were singing back. And I must have only been about two or three and it's a really vivid memory because they weren't dressed strangely then, they were just two women I was half scared that maybe they were witches, but I was utterly fascinated by these two women singing to these selkies and singing, and the selkies just singing back and singing back. And that's it. I also wrote two songs, which you can hear on my album, Rackline, Call the Storm and Swirling Eddies. They capture different points on the journey, the moment when the Selkie meets the man and when she's weighing up the decision to return to her seal people. All the materials from the different artists fell on the Selkie storyline at different points, giving contrasting and conflicting emotional responses. A show developed from this, performed at the Being Human Festival in Sheffield in 2019. What the artist felt was important was for the narrative not to become tied down to one fixed set of emotions and that being a Selkie or a contemporary woman involves a lot of shape-shifting and emotional flux. You can see a short film from that performance on the Modern Fairies website. Fairy research, the best known of all the Scottish witches, Isabel Gowdy. Isabel used to visit the King and Queen of Fairyland in an underground mound near her home in northeast Scotland, and there she would be given good things to eat. She would transform into animals in order to travel to the fairies, a cat or a crow or a hare. Fay's song takes Isabel's own words, taken from the transcript of her trial evidence, in which Isabel tells us about her own spell of transformation. Here Faye's going to tell us about how she arrived at the tune. In Oxford at the first workshop, I remember standing and talking with Inga about the nature of the different art forms, the visual arts and the linguistic and the musical. And we were talking about the, the nature of magic as well and the reality of magic and how spells are often linguistic and you you have words to a spell, you say a spell and magic happens. And we were interested to explore how music might tie in with that. So this links to the ideas in the, the second episode where we were talking about how music taps into those visceral qualities. 
So we looked at a spell, the idea that music and language are linked with musical notes being given letter names. So there is an inherent link there with musical notes being given letter names, A, B, C, D, E, etc. And we toyed with the idea of music following the letters within the spell and if that could actually work or if it would just sound horrendous. So I went away and Jackie Morris supplied me with this, the connection to Gaudi's spell, a real spell that came from real confession. So this is it. We wanted to work with real magic. And... So I wrote out the words of Isabel Gaudi and transformed them slightly into my language rather than the thick Scots, which they were, they were originally written in, and coloured in all the letters which corresponded with a note name and then copied those over onto transcript, musical transcripts, and they became the key points of the tune for the song. And so that the words as they were being sung shifted slightly to, there's a bit of repetition in the song as it appears now, to fit the melody, but the melody came out of the words. And it took a bit of knocking into shape to be musical, but a lot less than I expected. And even though it is a quite a strange tune, I think it is, well, it's been described as fairly catchy. And I think it really is magic, the music definitely coming out of the words. Let's hear some of the hair spell now. I shall go into, go into a high With sorrow, sigh, and a mickle cry I shall go into, go into a high With sorrow, sigh, and a mickle cry I go to the devil in the devil's name And stay till I come home again I go to the devil in the devil's name And stay till I come home again I shall go into Go into a crow with sorrow, sigh, and the blackest throw. I shall go into, go into a crow with sorrow, sigh, and the blackest throw. I go to the devil in the devil's name and stay till I come home again. I go to the devil in the devil's name and stay till I come home again. I shall go into.
Inspired by Faye's account in her song of the journey into the hair, Sarah wondered what it might be like to be the hair itself, taken over, possessed by this strange and powerful voice that comes from outside the body. Sarah wrote some words about this, and Faye sings them here. Lastly, we come to another shape-shifting creature, the Loathly Lady, the other part of the project title. Our artists didn't engage with this theme very much, except for Sarah, who took on the identity of Alison Loathly, an Instagram poet, and created some short poems for her persona, putting them up on Instagram, along with some photos that captured some of the strangeness in the city environment. Here's Brian reading a couple of Sarah's poems. Alison Loathly Speaks Tell everyone I am tired of watching the forests burn. It is time for us to remember 
We have always been a species of magic. Jackie Morris replies. Tell everyone the green man stirs, even as leaves turn to gold. He comes. When the artist talked about the shape shifting, elements are all tightly linked to human emotion and analogies for human experience. These stories seem to be useful to people in understanding their world and navigating their way through human experience through that animal lens. So the stories weren't about really transforming into animals, but rather thinking analogously about what it's like to be another kind of creature and how that might help you to think differently about your life as a human. The actuality of turning into a hare is the topic of a new piece of work being developed by Faye, Terry, Sarah and Inga for the Alternative Stories podcast series. So keep an eye on the old social media for links to that when that appears. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these podcasts about the Modern Fairies and Loathly Ladies project. Don't forget to take a look at the website where you can find more about our work with illustrations, films and interesting blog posts from the artists. Although the project may be technically over, the Modern Fairy artists are still taking forward the work they've produced. So look out for their poems, songs, films, music, animations and artistry and maybe even a stage show appearing all over the country and beyond. But for the moment, it's goodbye from us. We're going to leave you with one of Sarah's poems, Common Endings, which tells us all about the traditional endings of different kinds of folk and fairy stories from across Europe. And it's read once again by Brian McMahon. Common Endings And they all lived happily ever after a bell rang, and the tale comes to its end, and they all lived, my story ends, and the spinach is eaten by the goat, and they all lived, this is the end, run away with it, and they all lived happily, return my story, and feed me bread, and they all lived, and if they're not dead, they still live happily, and they whistle, whistle, the story is done, and they all lived happily ever, snip, snap, snout, then the story was out, and they all lived red, Redder, this tale has ended, and they, and it was, or it was not, and they all lived, come in, the pumpkin, and come out in the square, and they all lived, lastly, three apples fell from the sky, and they all lived, a cat in the bog, put up his tail, there ends the fairy tale.